You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's great help in Ramah B'Shem Israel 5769 2009. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kisisa. There are many, many, many topics to talk about in this week's Parsha. We're going to choose one that's a little bit off the beaten track. And I'd like to share with you something that's very deep, very beautiful. And I think it's something that we can really take with us, really apply for ourselves and for our children and for our understanding of other people. The Torah tells us, chapter 31, verses 1 and 2, it says like this, God speaks to Moses and says as follows, Behold, I have called out Bishem in the name of Betzalel ben Uri ben Chur Betzalel, the son of Uri, the son of Chur, from the tribe of Judah. This man, Betzalel, was going to be the one who was going to be directly and greatly involved in the construction of the different parts of the Mishkan of the sanctuary. And the verse is in, in verse 3, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all of the different abilities to be able to craft all the different parts of the Mishkan. And what I'd like to focus on over here is that the Torah refers to three different types of wisdom. We have Chachma, which we refer to as wisdom. We have Tvuna, which is understanding. And we have Das. Das means knowledge. Now, what are these three different types of wisdoms? And it's essential that we understand these th- three different types of wisdoms because we see that who is this person, Betzal? Betzal was somebody who was constructing the Mishkan, who was constructing all different parts of the Mishkan. And our sages tell us that Betzal was no ordinary human being, but he was somebody who was tremendously talented. And he was also somebody who understood how God had put the different letters together when he created the world. Right? We know that God, he spoke and he created the entire universe. He created all of reality with the letters of the Aleph Bays, with the letters of the alphabet, with Aleph, Bez, Gimel, Dalet. So all the different letters, different combinations. So you have an eight, so you have a tree. So it's, com- it's composed of the two letters, Ayin and Sadi. God put those two letters together and it, at the spiritual essence, so the Ayin and Sadi represent what the tree represents in its physical reality. So when Hashem created all of the different parts of the world, the different levels of creation. So everything was created with the letters themselves. The letters, very interesting, Akiva Tat says, Rabbi Akiva Tat says that you, the word for word and the word for thing in Hebrew is the same word. It's davar. The word davar means a thing and it means a word. Because in Hebrew, the Hebrew always represents the essence of a thing. Because Hebrew is the, the language that God created the world with. So when we see that the word davar means two different things, it means that at its essence, these two things are the same. And what that means is that a word and an object, they both are represented by the same word because it teaches that the the object and the name of that object at its spiritual essence are the same thing. Because God, when He created things, so He created the entire universe with the words and the words formed. When God said a word, so it formed into the concept or into the physical reality that we see. Now, but Saul was somebody who so intimately understood how God had created the world, the letters that God had used. He understood how to combine letters to create because, and it was necessary that he had this understanding because but Saul was creating a Mishkan and the Mishkan, the sanctuary, was something that was a microcosm of the entire universe. It was a microcosm of the different levels of reality, the different levels we have, the level that we live in, which is the world of Asiya, the world of action. Above that is the world of Yitzira, and above that is the world of Breed, the different levels of reality. So, but Saul knew how Hashem, as it were, had created the entire universe with the different letters. And he was also creating, in a certain sense, a representation of that creation of God in the sanctuary. 
So Bitzal was this human being who had the ability, the understanding of creation, and he was creating this mini microcosm of creation in the Mishkan. And what were the tools that he used? He used the tools of Chachma, Bina, and Das. He used these three different types of wisdom, and he was able to integrate these three different types of wisdom and use them to create the Mishkan. And the Mishkan, the sanctuary, was going to be the vehicle for God's revelation to the Jewish people, as he says, Vasuli Mikdash, you're going to create for me a sanctuary. God dwells among the Jewish people because of the sanctuary that they create for him. So now, what that means is, what it all comes down to, is that if we can understand what these different types of wisdom were, the Chachma, Bina, and Das, we can understand these things at their depth. So we can understand how to, in a certain sense, replicate what Bitzal was doing. We can create a sanctuary for ourselves, bring God's presence into our lives, bring God's presence into the world. So let's begin by trying to understand what is Chachma, what is Bina, what is Das. I know these are ideas I believe that I've mentioned in the past, but I'd like to go into them with a little bit more of a depth to try to understand them. Now to begin with, let's talk about Chachma. What is Chachma literally translated as wisdom? What is wisdom? So this type of wisdom that we're talking about is what we could refer to as right brain wisdom. What does the right brain represent? The right brain represents the idea that you can have holistic thinking. You can have concepts. You can have concepts without words. What does that mean to have concepts without words? Did you ever struggle to find the word? You were thinking of some idea. And you're looking for the word. You can't put your finger on what the word is, but you have the concept in your mind. That's Chachma. Chachma is wisdom, is ideas without words. Another way to talk about it is Chachma is the wisdom of sight. We mentioned, we talked about the concept of sight, we talked about the concept of hearing, and the idea of sight is you can look at a picture, and as they say, a picture is worth a thousand words, but if you look at a picture, you don't have to say any words. You see the concept, and the concept is there in front of you without any words. When you look at something which is black, you don't think black. You look at it, and you see it, and you see black, without the word black in your mind, per se. That's the idea of Chachma. Wisdom is, is ideas without words, per se. Something very interesting that I saw in one of the Sefer Makdashim, one of the holy books, one of the Kabbalistic works, is that they refer to Chachma, they refer to this type of wisdom as water. And the reason that they refer to this type of wisdom as water is because this type of wisdom is very difficult to contain. It's very difficult to put your finger on this wisdom. For an example, let's say you would try to think in this type of thoughts, these type of thoughts without words. Just clear your mind for a moment, close your eyes, and try to think without thinking any words. Thinking in concepts, very difficult. It's something that you can't put your finger on. It's very difficult to contain. That's this type of wisdom called Chachma. Then there's a second type of wisdom, it's called Bina. Bina is the wisdom of the woman. Bina is words. Bina is the ability to take ideas, to express them, to give them over, to explain them well. That's the idea of Bina. Bina is associated with the left brain. It's associated with the verbal part of our ability. It's the capacity to be able to express, to be able to put into words the concepts that one knows, to be able to find the word that you're looking for, for the concept that you're thinking about. If Chachma is water, if Chachma, this wisdom, this first type of wisdom, this abstract wisdom, this right bright wisdom, is referred to as water. So what Bina is, it's the container. It's where you place the water. It's what defines the water. It's what gives the water form. It's where we can say, here I can place my finger now on the concept and I can explain it, I can give it over. And again, the concept of Chachma is related to the concept of maleness. 
And the concept of Bina, this type of understanding, this putting your finger on it, this ability to speak, is related to the concept of femaleness. You can actually see this idea in the creation of a child. So the force that a man has in the creation of a, of a child is an almost infinite force. It's a power. The amount of sperm that a man has is millions upon millions of, of that creative force. Whereas the woman, her power is to define. There's only one egg. And that egg only allows one of the forces of the male side to be able to enter. So the male side is this infinite power almost, this nonverbal, this almost inexpressible knowledge. And the woman's force, the woman's power, is the ability to define, to create a keli, a vessel within which to place and define that chachmah, that wisdom, that male aspect. Now what happens when you have the Chachma, this wisdom, this abstract knowledge, when it fuses with Bina, with the defined, confined type of knowledge? What happens when those two meet? So you get Das. What's Das? Das means knowledge. Das is something which is higher. It's something that's intimate. You have a real grasp of it. You have not just an intellectual grasp of something, but you have something where you are experientially experiencing and knowing something else. Another way of describing it is that when you have, you know, you could say, what's one plus one? So the average person would tell you one plus one is two. But the true answer is that one plus one is not always two. Because if you have two things that are added together, the combination can create something which is greater than the sum of its parts. It's what's referred to as synergy. We have something that's being created when two people, let's say, when two people combine their minds and they work together to create something and they really give completely of themselves and they're trying to create an answer to a problem. So if they really are humble and they really have the ability to listen to what the other person says and each one, they feed off of each other to the the ability to get to something which is even higher than either of them understood in the first place. And that is what we could refer to as Da'as, as a mashal, to try to understand this a little bit better. So if you close one of your eyes, let's say you close your left eye, and you're only looking through your right eye, and you don't move around. So what you'll actually find is that you can only see in two dimensions. And if someone takes their two hands and they place them at different distances from you, and one of your eyes is closed, you can even do it with your own hands. So you can't tell which hand is actually closer, unless you're moving your hands. If you're keeping them stationary, and you're staying stationary, you cannot tell with one eye closed, which one is closer? Because with one eye, you can only see in two dimensions. And if you close the other eye, you're going to see a slightly different angle of the same exact picture, or whatever it may be. And But still, if one eye is closed, you can only see in two dimensions, and you can't tell which hand is closer. However, when you open two eyes, so you see two different perspectives, and the two different perspectives combine to give you something which is greater. No longer do you see in two dimensions. Now you see in three dimensions. That's the combination when you have Chachma, which is a wisdom which is not in words, and it combines with Bina, which is a wisdom that's put into words. So that combination, when they fuse, so they form something which is greater. It's called experiential knowledge. It's something which is higher than the sum of its parts. It's greater than the sum of its parts.
we could almost refer to this combination that occurs when the two sides fuse and they combine into something which is greater. It's almost something that's spiritual. It's reaching up to a higher level. And B'Tzalel, this human being, was creating the Mishkan, who was creating a place to access the spiritual, to bring down the spiritual down onto this earth. So he had to be able to access all three of these different types of wisdom, of these different types of understanding. Because only through fusing all of these different aspects did he have the ability to see that higher aspect, that spiritual aspect, that we would be able to bring down spirituality into this very world. Now what I'd like to bring out of this idea, and I'd like to apply for ourselves, is that there are people with different types of minds. You know, Hashem, God, in His infinite wisdom, so He made certain people with more Chachma type of minds. The human being, there are many different types of human beings, as the Torah tells us, the sages tell us, Kishem she'en partzufeim shavim, just like there are no two faces that are alike, Kachein deyosein shavim, so too there are no two minds that think alike. But there are general types of minds that are more male, and those are the minds that think more on the level of Chachma, this type of abstract mind, this type of abstract thinking, without per se words, this type of creativity. And then there's more of the female type of mind, which is the ability to be more expressive verbally, the ability to be more in the concrete world, to be more in the world of Lamaisa, the world of reality. That's the female ability. This is why, just as a side point, you'll find, and research shows this, that there's much more ADD, attention deficit disorder, on the, on the male side. Because what's ADD? ADD is this incredible level of creativity where a person can't focus, they can't get focused in on the thing that they want to focus on because their mind is constantly reeling, thinking about all these different ideas, all these different abstract concepts. That's really the ADD mind is an extreme case of chachma, of wisdom. But in any event, so God places a man together with a woman, a man gets married to a woman, and each one has their own way of thinking. The man has his abstract way of thinking, and the woman has her more concrete way of thinking. She sees things in a certain light, and he sees things in a different light. But each person has to realize that the point of being in a relationship like this is that we're supposed to see the world not just from our own vantage point, not just from our own type of thinking, because it's through seeing the other person's type of thinking. The man sees the woman's type of thinking, sees the world from her perspective, and she begins to see the world from his perspective. And when they see the world from each other's perspective, now what happens is they, they're seeing the world in three dimensions. They're no longer seeing the world just in their own two dimensions. When a man looks at it from his perspective, from this type of abstract thinking, so he sees things as he sees it should be. And when he hears someone else saying an opinion that's, that contradicts his view of the world, he may not realize that the other view is equally as valid. It's just looking from a different perspective. Can you imagine if your eyes would argue with each other? Um, one eye says to the other, you know, I don't see what you see and the other eye says well I don't see what you see but when they look together so then they can see the world in three dimensions instead of only two dimensions that it's like a martial arts. I heard a wonderful wonderful comparison can you imagine if God instead of giving it in this different type of way the man has this more abstract type of thinking the woman has this more concrete type of thinking so can you imagine if the man only got the sense of sight and the woman only got the sense of hearing and now they walk into a store they're about to get married and they're buying a brand new refrigerator for their new house and the man looks and 
and says, oh, this is a beautiful, beautiful fridge. And she can't see, but she, what she, she hears is that this fridge makes a horrible humming noise. It's very loud. And she said, this is a horrible, horrible fridge. We can't buy this. It makes so much noise. And he says, what are you talking about? It's beautiful. I don't hear what you hear. I see it's a beautiful fridge. And they start arguing. And they don't realize that they need to respect the differences. They need to respect what the other person says. They need to hear what the person is hearing. Only then can they be able to see the entire picture. So that's what Hashem has given us. God gives us other perspectives. He gives us other types of ability to see. We have to realize, we have to know that there are other ways of viewing reality, other perspectives of reality. When we're able to see the world from another person's perspective, we're able to show someone else our perspective with respect and realize that we're all looking at the same thing, seeing different sides of the same reality. So then we can reach the level of Das. Das is that level where you see that higher dimension. You see the three dimensions. You're able to see something higher. You're able to really experience the thing for what it really is. What we're able to see. That was Bitsala's ability. And he had the ability by being able to combine all of these different abilities, these different kinds of wisdom. He had the ability to rise up to a higher level, to be able to create a place where God would be able to enter the world. We too have the ability. It's an amazing thing, a beautiful thing. You know, it says that if a man and a woman are zoch, if they merit, so the, the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, dwells amongst them. And if they don't merit, so all they get is fire. Because what happens when we don't respect each other, when we don't realize that there are other versions of reality, so all that happens is we end up in the fires of hell. Because God's not going to join into our family, not be interested in dwelling in our place if we don't respect and realize that there's another view, that the true reality is something greater than any one of us can see. It's something that's higher. It's something that's a combination of all of the true views of reality. No one view is correct. All the views, when combined, that's when we can see the higher dimension, the three dimensions. I want to bless you and me and all of us that we should always be able to see, to hear, to, to be able to accept that our version of reality may not be the only version of reality. Our version of reality is certainly valid, but in order to see what reality truly is, we need to be able to hear another perspective. We, be, we need to be able to dare hair, to be able to understand, really take to heart someone else. We need to be able to communicate with love, with understanding. When we do that, so we bring the Shekhinah into our own lives. We bring the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, into the lives of all those around us. Thank you so much for listening and have a very beautiful Shabbos.